Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we made it to Friday. Welcome into a Friday edition of Sports Scene ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Sam's going to produce today. Uh, if all goes well, in just a couple of seconds, we're going to talk to LSU's baseball coach, Jay Johnson, as uh, the Tigers getting set to take on the Gators here in a three-game series at Florida Ballpark. Gators softball getting set to take on Tennessee in a uh, three-game series. And the thing they have in common, besides playing SEC teams, is the fact that the new Gator men's basketball coach, uh, Coach Golden, is going to throw out the first pitch at both games, much like Billy Napier did uh, a little while back. Um, but, you know, two important series – uh, for both these Gator teams, and uh, we'll see what transpires with that. Last night, how about March Madness? Now, yesterday, I came on the air, and I predicted who was going to win. I didn't do so well, okay? I thought Texas Tech would win. They didn't. I did pick Houston to win, uh, and I thought Gonzaga would win. And I wonder what Gonzaga's fan base is thinking today. And I wonder if they're thinking, well, we don't get far enough in the tournament. I, I don't know. Um, but we will see. All right. Well, I guess we're waiting on Coach Johnson. So hopefully we can get him back. Today, another thing I'm going to do I actually went back in time, and uh, I am a big, a big uh, history person, history minor here in college, and I tend to save things for posterity. Well, it's interesting to me when you go back in time and you hear coaches in their introductory press conferences, talk about what they are wanting to do. You're going to hear that today. And I want to get your reaction today. You're going to hear a lot of the coaches here who have been here and gone. In SEC baseball last night, South Carolina continues to struggle. They've had a murderous uh, early schedule. Vanderbilt beat them 10 Nothing last night. Game two of that series tonight. Florida plays the Thursday, Friday, Saturday series next week. Uh, we'll head up to Athens. Um, okay, I'm hoping to uh, get with Coach, but if not, uh, we'll just wait on him, and we'll take your phone calls, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf. Dot com, and we will go from there. But uh, really want to get your thoughts on uh, the game, the games uh, last night. Look, it, it's really good. Whatever you may think of Duke's program or, you know, Mike Krzyzewski, him playing, getting to play another game, is, is, isn't it good for the sport? Isn't it good for March Madness? I, I, I think it is, although I really did think Texas Tech was going to win last night. And I'm going to tell you what. It comes down 
sometimes to making shots. And Gonzaga just didn't make shots last night. Credit Arkansas. Their defense was really good. So as they hold up the uh, SEC mantle, they've done a really good job of that. Of course, I wonder how many people are rooting for St. Peter's tonight. You know, Cinderella to continue. Also, the uh, women's tournament continues. That'll be a fun thing as well. All right. No thoughts on the games last night? Did you not watch them? They were good games. And I loved Houston. What Kelvin Sampson has done, here's a coach who was basically basically taken off the scrap heap because he was at one point um, put on a show cause order for what he had done. And look what he's done with Houston. It's been pretty fun to watch. So we will see uh, what happens with that. But he's done a remarkable job. And uh, all the credit in the world goes to him and those kids losing two starters and essentially not missing a beat. It's pretty remarkable. I don't know how many teams could really uh, absorb that and uh, have that happen. By the way, the SEC baseball slate, besides LSU, Florida, Vandy, South Carolina, Auburn at Texas A&M, Tennessee at Ole Miss, that's going to be a, should be a terrific series. Uh, Arkansas at Missouri, Missouri could struggle there. Alabama at Mississippi State, and next week's Florida opponent, Georgia, is on the road at Kentucky. We'll see what happens there. Um, Bill emailed, and uh, he just said uh, he was glad to see the Zags lose. Okay. I don't know why, but okay, Bill. Thank you for that. And I wonder now who your pick would be to win it all based on who's left. All right, let's get uh, a call here. Sam says... D's going to talk to us. What's up, D? D, go ahead. Sam? All right, let's try it again. D, go ahead. Hey, you there, Steve? Yeah, okay. Gotcha. All right, no problem, man. Uh, Yeah, talk about the games for sure last night. Uh, As far as Gonzaga goes, Steve, um, you know, they were on the ropes against Memphis because Memphis was, you know, physically, uh, you know, physical and more athletic. And the same with Arkansas, man. We, I think we talked about that's when they played us. They got four or five dudes uh, that could score at any moment, that could, you know, take over a game, uh, and there's not pressure on one guy, even though Note tried to give the game away to Gonzaga. I don't know what the heck he was thinking last night. But uh, I, think, I think there were some soft calls on Holmgren. I think the re- officiating was kind of, you know, shaky with Holmgren. But uh, I, one other thing I noticed, Steve, I said this uh, – when he transferred out of here, uh, Nimhard has a problem with uh, athletic physical guards that have uh, physicality and athleticism. And number zero for uh, Arkansas was in his back pocket all night long. And if it wasn't for that lucky three he threw up near the end of the game, I mean, his, I mean, his stat line was horrendous anyway, but it made it look a little better. But, you know, 
everybody was crying, Nimhard this, Nimhard, he's got all this great culture at Gonzaga, but when he faces a certain level of player, he struggles. Well, he didn't shoot well last night, and, and Gonzaga is a team. You know, really didn't shoot last night. I do agree uh, with some of the calls on Holmgren. I thought a couple of those were a little ticky-tacky, oh. but, but, but give Arkansas credit. I thought their game plan was excellent. Yep, and, uh, you know, Villanova's just a well-doiled machine, man. Uh, Jay Wright, top three coach, uh, no doubt about it. Uh, in Arizona, man, I just <laughs> I just can't trust them anymore, Steve. I mean, Hugh, Hugh Sneed was on fire. Uh, as for as big as Arizona is, Steve, I mean, Houston just punked them last night. Yeah, they I did. mean, they were getting re- rebounds, getting, I mean, just out-rebounding them. So, you know, Arizona is a, is, is a great disappointment. And, uh, B, I got to stop. If I, and I, 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 I apologize. I got Coach Johnson from LSU waiting oh, no on me here. Uh, thank you, I, and I don't mean to cut you off. But I just have to get to him. It'll be have a good weekend, man. Okay, D. Thank you. Please call back. All right, LSU, Florida in baseball. LSU's first year uh, coach Jay Johnson now joins us. Coach, good, good. Thank you for doing this. Good to have you. Um, so, far, Gator fan walks in the ballpark tonight. Sees your team play. Give us a you know sort of an overview of how your team has done to this point. Yeah, we're excited to be here. First, we just got back from the ballpark and working out. It's a beautiful facility, and excited to to play the Gators. Um, the uh, our team, you know, I think in terms of what you'll see, what you'll look at, uh, top of the order, very good uh, for you know legitimate players. I think that can be major league players someday. Um, good offense, you know, from top to bottom. Uh, Several pitchers have made good contributions. We're still kind of sorting out that weekend rotation, that type of thing. But um, a lot of guys that can make a positive contribution. And um, looking forward to the challenge. It's going to be a big one. Uh, you get a sophomore tonight, uh, Blake Money on the mound. Tell me about him. Yeah, Blake's done a great job this year. Uh, he's had five starts. Four of them have been really good. Um, you know, throws three pitches for strikes, competes. Uh, good comeback story. Was uh, left off the postseason roster last year for LSU and is now Pitching at the top of our rotation, good competitor, and uh, going to be up for a good challenge tonight. Uh, when you look at the skater team, Jay, what do you see? Well, you're looking at, uh, in my opinion, you know, one of the gold standards of college baseball right now. I mean, I don't think anybody's been more consistent than, than Florida, you know, over the past 10, 12 years. Um, similar type of team to the teams they've had that have been, been Omaha-type teams. Hunter Barco, one of the best pitchers in the country. Uh, they do a good job out of the bullpen different looking guys that can create uh different matchups that sort of thing uh veteran position players you know first three guys are as good of players as, as anybody i think in the country and uh can beat you in a lot of different ways jay i guess in a perfect world you know no matter where you're coaching you'd like to say hey i'm going to run out my guys on friday saturday sunday and you mentioned you know saturday and sunday or tva for you is that just you know trying to find the right combination have there been injuries there what's been the situation there well, we've had we've had one injury that's that's hurt a little bit, but for the most part, um, it's trying to put guys in position to be successful. Um, you know, we don't have any pitcher that was in the rotation for LSU back from last year, so you're kind of going in with unproven guys no matter what. So now it's been a matter of trying to keep guys in their lane, what they can handle, what they can't handle, and trying to set them up for success. So at least the beginning part of this first year here, it's a little different than how we want to do it, but... Um, I think it's the right way right now for our team. You look at your numbers, Coach, your ERA is about three and a half. Uh, getting past the starters, your, your middle guys the other night against Louisiana Tech did very well. 
Uh, as you look at your bullpen, what do you see? Yeah, I think there's a lot of guys that can make a good contribution and, and have made a good contribution. It's just a matter of uh, how long they can go uh, before the other lineup can kind of get on to them type thing. And um, so far, so good, you know, with that part of it. We've been in every game that we've played the entire season. Um, if we can get a little more help at the beginning of the game and kind of find the right guy to those guys at the end of the game, then I, I like our chances to play anybody close and beat anybody. I always try to look for little nuggets when, when a team comes in. And I see you've been hit uh, as, a, as a team 48 times. That's the best in the league. Is there an art to that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, maybe it's we've seen some bad pitching and they don't command <laughs> yeah. the ball very well. But, uh, no, I mean, it, it's, it, you'll take any free base you can get to create offense, especially as you get into conference play and, and the great pitching staffs uh, that you face. Uh, any free base helps. So we like that. Last couple things, Jay. Have you defended as well as you you would like? No, <laughs> I mean it doesn't. You don't have to look at the stat line very hard to uh, to figure that out. And it's something that has hurt us in a few of our losses. Um, we're continually working on it. Um, it's one of those things right now where um, you're kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul, where you're choosing defense or offense and that type of thing. And until we you know can build a roster where we have a legit you know center fielder, shortstop, second base catcher combo. Um, you know, we're trying to make the best of it and look at matchups and, and, and control the ball. But it's, it's, our, it's our Achilles heel right now, and uh, something we're going to need to get cleaned up quickly if we want to compete in our league at a high level. Are you a fan of the portal? Well, it doesn't really matter uh, whether true. I am or I'm not. That's, That's kind of how I, I, I say it. it. It is what it is. I will tell you, like, um, you know, if we didn't have it for this team, we would look completely differently, and that wouldn't be a good thing. So – at least in terms of this year, it helped us. I think it's got a got a place. I think it's a dynamic that all of us as, as head coaches are going to have to manage going forward. And um, yeah, I don't spend much time thinking whether I like it or I don't. But um, you know, we're, uh, we're we we needed it this year, and, and we're we're able to use it well. All right, uh, it's been our pleasure to have LSU's coach Jay Johnson on with us. His Tigers taking on the Gators here at, beginning tonight in a three game series. Coach, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. You got it. Have a good day. Yes, sir, Jay. Jay Johnson, who came from Arizona, uh, and uh, he got two College World Series appearances there, I think in 2016 and then 2021. They were the national runner-ups to Coastal Carolina, so I think that was 2016. Uh, 12-16, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. Now we'll open the phones up for you at ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now. Good afternoon, I'm Christopher Cappielli. Gators Swim and Dive continues their run in the national championships after bringing home a title for the 200 meter free relay last night. March Madness continues tonight with day two of the Sweet 16. The action will kick off at 7 with Purdue taking on St. Peter's. Gator Softball starts a weekend series against number 15 Tennessee tonight at 6 looking to add another SEC series under their belts. Florida baseball hosts the LSU Tigers this weekend, with the first game starting at 7 tonight. New Florida basketball head coach Todd Golden will throw the opening pitch at both baseball and softball games tonight. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Christopher Cappielli. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Folks, now more than ever, Southeast Car Agency understands 
that the type of vehicle you're driving is really important because of what? We all know, gas prices. So whatever vehicle you're looking for and the type of vehicle you're looking for, remember, Southeast Car Agency does its very best to bring the widest variety of vehicles they can to their place of business. And they don't have any new vehicles. They do specialize, as they have for 40-plus years, in bringing you the best in late-model, low-mileage vehicles. I'm driving one now. I've driven one for a very long time. And I think you know if you listen to this program, I don't endorse anything I don't trust or believe in. And they're really good people. They treat you right. And they're going to do whatever they can to make you happy with the vehicle that you purchase. You can check them out online, secars.com, or you can go visit them in person on Northeast 39th Avenue, and you can test drive the vehicles and ask their sales staff any questions you might have. As always, when you go see them in person, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Connection is having whole home coverage with Cox Panoramic Wi-Fi. Connection is also being able to control your Wi-Fi. So when you see a piece of dust crawling across the coffee table and realize it's a bug, you pause the Wi-Fi using your Panoramic Wi-Fi app to call in the cavalry. Who turned off the Wi-Fi? One look and your fearless wife knows. Got it! Pause your Wi-Fi on any device, anytime with Cox Panoramic Wi-Fi. In certain cases, Panoramic Wi-Fi pods sold separately may be required for extended coverage. Restrictions apply. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill is a special type of place for Gator fans and fans of great food, which is why we've made every day special. Join us on Martini Tuesdays for half off our handcrafted martinis and Wine Wednesdays, where you can enjoy a bottle of wine for 50% off. And of course, don't forget the incredible Spurrier's Gridiron Grill brunch every Saturday and Sunday. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, the hottest restaurant in Florida, in the heart of Gator Nation. And you can now purchase our merchandise at the restaurant or online at shop.spurriers.com. The crack of the bat, the roar of the crowd, the taste of peanuts and Cracker Jacks. Is anything better than baseball? Steve Russell here. Join Jeff Cardozo and me every Wednesday at 11 for On Deck, a one-hour show where we'll break down all things baseball. Curious about the MLB season? What's Sully working on with the Gators? We'll dissect all of that and more every Wednesday at 11 a.m. during On Deck. It's sure to be a hit, and it's here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. In 1971, we established the Meldon Law Firm, and since that time, the firm has been dedicated to getting the justice our clients deserve after being seriously injured in an accident. Our commitment to this community is paramount, and we won't back down in representing our clients. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators, now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City. You're always up for some fun with the family. So you order the essentials, a new board game, some baking supplies, and even a new projector for outdoor movie night. And with the Bank of America Customized Cash Rewards Credit Card, you can choose to earn 3% cash back on online shopping, which could increase up to 5.25% as a preferred rewards member. Rewards which you can put toward an extra treat that everyone will enjoy, like an old-fashioned popcorn machine. Visit bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding and apply now. Copyright 2021 Bank of America Corporation.
This is University of Florida President Kent Fox, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. By the rest of the day, it'll be us, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Daryl says, what do you think about Arkansas winning at all? Look, if you're in the Elite Eight, I mean, anything can happen. I, I would say I wouldn't bet on that. I wouldn't put money on that, Daryl. But, I mean, possible? Yeah, because sometimes, you know, what team is playing the best? What does the matchup look like? BB says, so full of vim and vigor, hope and excitement, perhaps even a hint of giddiness, hoping for once, just once, to be thrown a bone, only to be cut down in its prime by a runaway hog. Rest in peace, Russell Brackett. Yes. But that was that was resting in peace long before last night. It was my my bracket literally was resting in a recycle bin in Tuscaloosa. And he also says, super happy for Coach K. Yeah. I wonder now. Who the who would you now before tonight? Okay, who would you say would be the tournament favorite? Now, yeah, kind of interesting. All right, I uh, I did something, and I hope that you. By the way, interrupt me at any time here. Okay, when we're doing this, uh, I'd rather take calls. But one of the things I did was to. Go back in time and let you relive history, okay? Because obviously, there's coaches here who have been hired who have done a really nice job. And there are coaches here who have failed. So let's go back in time. Sam, going to be ready here, okay? Remember when a guy named Kevin O'Sullivan was hired at Florida? He was hired by then-athletic director Jeremy Foley. And he fit sort of the, the bill, if you will, of what Jeremy Foley had hired. Either a coach who was a head coach at a smaller program or uh, an assistant, you know, an up-and-comer, for example, okay? So you're going to hear today Kevin O'Sullivan, when he was introduced as the Gator baseball coach, you're going to hear Jeremy Foley, you're going to hear Ron Zook, you're going to hear Will Muschamp around our phone calls today. That, that should be kind of fun. And it'll give you a perspective of what they said and what their expectation was of their tenure as the head coach at the University of Florida. Yeah, history is always good. You can always have a lot of fun and do that. But in the meantime, we'll take a couple of calls. Doc first. Doc, hello. Hi, Steve. You may recall a couple of weeks ago I asked you to explain what was going on with Florida the last few years. Now I would like you to explain how Georgia became 
the number one team in this country. How did they do it? In football? Yeah, in football, yeah. Real simple. Um, they, they have a very good coach. They recruit their butt off. I mean, look at the NFL draft coming up here on a couple of months, and look at all the Georgia guys. Talent. Talent. And good coaching. Simple. Well, it sounds simple, but, I mean, do they recruit in South Florida? Do they they out-recruit? They recruit all over the place. All right. Well, okay. Thank you, I guess. Well, I mean that's the answer, Doc. Would you like me to make one up? I, you know, how did they how did they get to be how did how did they get to have such great coaching? Well, that's like anything else, right? If if you go out and hire a coach, Kirby Smart, you know, what was an assistant, but he's got a Georgia background. And the other thing is, you know, they have what today the modern uh, programs have analysts. You know, a lot of money spent on the recruiting budget. And he's hired good assistant coaches who are now have gone on to be head coaches. So all that, you roll into one, and you've got to have a little luck, you know, depending on who you play and, you know, what you can do. But that's you you well, got you got to have great players first. How would you compare him to Nick Saban? Well, he doesn't compare to Nick Saban because Nick Saban has, you know, multiple national championships. But... I mean, he's, in, in terms of today, obviously, he's one of the best coaches in the country. All right. Okay. Thank All right. You so Thank much. you, Doc. John, welcome. Yes, good afternoon, Steve. Um, you, you posed some questions early. Um, my, my brackets are toast like yours. Um, I, I think I had, I, ESPN had, like, you can do 25 brackets, and I think I had one that, that was in the 99% percentile. But uh, that bracket, and I had Gonzaga winning it. So even if I was even getting, getting to sniff around there, I wasn't even in the top a thousands as far as what they do the ranking. And then they did a second chance bracket, and they got toast last night. I think I had one where I had Arkansas beating Gonzaga, but then I picked Arizona and Michigan to win. So that's a toast right there. So overall, I'm just you know just like everybody else in that that bracket is it's all toast. But um, you, you pose. I'm I'm kind of happy for Duke. I mean, early, early when he was in his career, I I couldn't stand Duke. But you know, over the years, you just you just kind of uh, kind of fall, fall in love with the the program, even though they're not the Gators. But you know, back in even '94, you know, I kind of had them in, when they beat us. They would guess they're going on to play Arkansas for the title. Remember, they had Nolan Richardson um, with the 40, 40 minutes of heck. You know, so that's a rematch that I'm kind of interested to see. I think maybe Arkansas might be a little too tough for it, but you never know. You don't know what's going on in these. It's the beauty of uh, March Madness. But other than that, I I couldn't I couldn't take a, a roll of dice and tell you who's going to win it all now because all in all, all the other the the remaining one number number one seed is Kansas. They could take it take it on the chin tonight. So you know, it could just be a crapshoot after that. All right. Thank you, John. Appreciate the call. 1229 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Shillery, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. 
IDC takes value to a whole new level next weekend. April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. It's a three-day, multi-million dollar store-wide spring sale. Save 20% and more. All wedding bands, eternity bands on sale. Thousands of engagement ring mountings on sale. Color gemstones, fashion earrings, diamond pendants. You get up to 20% off IDC's already super low price. Plus, get up to 36 months zero interest financing. Top designers are flying in for this with their entire collections, all of it on sale. Next weekend, only at International Diamond Center at Celebration Point on approved We're all on this planet together. So join Odyssey and find your one thing. With warmer spring temperatures, hang your clothes to dry outside instead of using the dryer. Join Odyssey, and together each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? If you're suffering every day with joint pain, stop and listen. You can get real, lasting relief now with natural biologic treatments at QC Kinetics. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative solutions that can restore and repair damaged tissue. No surgery, no drugs. This is the relief you've been hoping for, for your aching hips, knees, shoulders, lower back. The unique protocols of QC Kinetics were created by a physician with years of study in regenerative restorative medicine. They're treating patients every day in hundreds of clinics nationwide with remarkable success, life-changing results, zero downtime. It's the new, better, smarter, non-surgical, non-invasive way to deal with joint pain. And they're right here, ready to help you now. Call for a free consultation. Make this spring and summer your best ever with no joint pain holding you back. Call the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics now. Now with offices in Ocala and the Villages. 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. What I'd like people to know about Exceptional Dentistry is when you walk into the door, you're going to be treated like family. And when you walk out of the door, you will feel as if... You, you've had an experience like no other in terms of dental practices. Um, you, will, you will be treated both professionally and personally. So to the extent that um, you, won't, you won't look for another practice. Uh, this is a lifetime type of practice where the moment you enter into it, I, I firmly believe that people don't leave here. They, they become patients forever. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. After several rainy days this week, we do have sunshine on tap for your Friday afternoon. Highs today will climb into the middle 70s. We'll see a breezy westerly wind at times 10 to 15 miles per hour. That wind should subside just a bit tonight, allowing for lows to fall into the mid and upper 40s. Tomorrow, mid-70s continue with sunshine. It will also remain on the breezy side. From the UF Weather Center Meteorologist, Justin Ballard. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Matt. Should we actually be giving Rogers credit? He held this organization hostage for a full year. They're the reason why they don't have Devontae Adams. Not get the talent. Beautiful mystery. It's alienated a fan base on Aaron Rodgers to a major degree. Now all of a sudden we're going to come out of this whole thing like, yeah, we deserves more credit. No, giving him more credit. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. We are your home for Florida Gators softball. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. 
now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Steven said in regards to yesterday's topic, like how long do you should it take Coach Golden to make the Sweet 16? He says he hopes he can get Florida there by year four. Isn't that funny? Why does he get a pass and give him three years? He doesn't inherit a program that's broken. I mean, outside of LSU, who made the NCAA tournament, but they're ravaged by you know NCAA business, you're inheriting a team that went 500 in league play. It isn't like you're, you know, a bad. Anyway, he said Izzo made it in year three, Jay Wright in four, Coach K in year six. Let's right, bring Jake to the show. Jake, hi. Jake, go ahead. Jake, go ahead. Yeah, okay. Let me ask you, Steve, do you think Arkansas is peaking at the right time? Obviously. <clears throat> yeah, Obviously, sure. Huh? Well, yeah. I mean, they're they're winning. I mean, that's... <laughs> That that tells well, me you're doing whole, something right. Yeah. yeah, they won a whole bunch before all this started, really, right? Well, but they won, what thirteen in a row or something. But if you look at the way they played toward the end of the year, it wasn't great. Yeah, we about beat them, didn't we? We came close. Well, I mean, we played, we played a reasonable, I think. Yeah, it look it looks like they they really. Uh, are coming on good. Note and Williams, they look good. They really do. And see, this is this is this is the beauty of this tournament. And and that's I think it's the most fascinating tournament of any because yeah. you, you really as a fan can look at this tournament and you have to figure out when you look at your season, right? For example, yeah. what what seed is Arkansas? Eight, well, they were nine in this tournament. Yeah, in, in, this in this tournament. But what did they finish in the league? Like f- fourth or fifth, okay? Something like that. Probably, so yeah. I mean, Good, but not, you know, great, right? Well, does anybody care now what their seed was? Does anybody care? Now, I'll I'll admit this. The better you play, the better seed you get. But that didn't help Auburn. It didn't help Tennessee. It didn't help Kentucky. So, you know, when when Gator fan base, some of it, complains about not being uh, competitive in the SEC, I get it. I, I want to be competitive, too. But those teams were competitive in the SEC, and they're watching. Yeah. I'm going to give you a sleeper here to win the whole thing. My alma mater, Purdue, is looking pretty good, I think. They've, no. got, a, they've got a chance. They've got, they've got a good, solid team with a good coach. Duke is looking good, though, too, really. I'm amazed how Duke has come on. I didn't think they would go this far. The, the thing with them, in my eyes at least, they're young players – who kind of struggled at the beginning of the year are growing up, and they're growing up right now, right before your eyes. And I think yeah, because the they've right always time. had talent. I mean, look, they're going to have you know a bunch of first round guys, but just because you're going to be a first round NBA guy, look what happened to Auburn's kid in their last game. He was terrible. He was terrible. Yeah. So it doesn't. I'm not yeah. knocking him, but he didn't have a good game. So just because you're going to be a projected first-round pick in the NBA doesn't necessarily mean you're going to play well in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Hey, this is not meant to be a dumb question, but 
someone told me that Castleton has eligibility to come back. He does. Because of the COVID. He does. Is he going to come back? Do I, we know? Lord knows. I don't know. Don't How know. many of these guys do we know who's coming back at all or not really? No. I mean, Jake, I, think about this, right? They haven't even met with the coach yet. Yeah. So – how would you even well, I know? A, I figured they met with a coach by now. Well, you, huh. I, I wouldn't think so. I mean, I, you know, at least not individually. I, I don't know that. But, I mean, he's had to do an awful lot. He did meet with the team, but I don't know that he's met with the players on an individual basis yet. But now, to be did fair, the, he's, yeah. he's got to do but that I'm soon sorry. because you've got to look in the portal and things like that. Did that we lost, I think, a five-star guy decommitted. Did he end up going to, to Mike White? Have we heard anything about that? Uh, not the, I've not seen where he, he – he's, he's just opening up his commitments the last I saw. Okay, I thought maybe he left to go with Mike White out of curiosity. Okay. All right, Steve. Okay. Thanks a lot. Yes, sir, Jake. Thank you. Yep. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. All right. I still want to talk more. March Madness, you want to talk Gator baseball, Gator softball, what else uh, you can do so. All right, Sam, I'm going to start this journey here. L- let me tell you why I thought about doing this. Obviously, when a coach decides to leave on his or her own, or when the AD says, Coach, you're not good enough, I'm letting you go, or if the fan base isn't happy with the coach and they, you know, they're not unhappy that that coach leaves, which is, I think, the case with Mike White with some people, I, I just went back and I thought, okay, let's go back in Gator Athletics history and take a look at when the coaches were hired and what they said in terms of expectation. All right, this is Kevin O'Sullivan uh, when he was hired. As far as the, the pitching side of things, it's 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 a it's a matter of picking the right talent. You know, the, the, the guys that fit your program, um, and we've been fortunate enough to do that. And kids have gotten better, um, and we've had a lot of success, quite quite frankly, recruiting in the state of Florida. Um, David Kopp, who was uh, second round pick this year, Stephen Klein, third round pick, Alan Freena, third round pick, guys that have done very well. Um, so obviously, there's players here. David Kopp, sound familiar? Yeah, and he was talking about when he was at Clemson. Jeremy Foley was the athletic director who hired Kevin O'Sullivan. He talks about why Sully. We're looking for uh, uh, the young up-and-comer, and and that's identified Kevin very, very early. Uh, I told you earlier I like his background at Clemson. I like his background with Jack Leggett. Uh, I like the fact that he does develop pitchers. I like the fact he does focus on defense. And he also uh, spoke more on why he hired Kevin O'Sullivan. His um, record as a recruiter and his reputation as a recruiter is extremely strong. His ties to the state of Florida, um, what he has done as associate head coach at Clemson. You know, if you look at Clemson's program, you know, he's been there nine years, and they've been in the regional nine times, super regional seven times, and Omaha three times. That's what we're looking to do here at the University of Florida. Uh, I think that worked out. And it's interesting to look back on this. This is Sully who talks about what his goals were when he was hired at Florida. Obviously, the goal is here to win SEC championships, host regionals, super regionals, which gives you the best opportunity to get back to Omaha. And like I said, you know, everything's in place to do that. You just got to put all the pieces of the puzzle together. 
I think he's been pretty successful at that. Let's turn to football. Steve Spurrier decides to leave. He goes to the NFL. And Jeremy Foley, again, making the hire of Ron Zook. This is Jeremy in hiring Zucker. I've known Ron Zook since um, 1991. I saw his passion then. I saw his ability to recruit then. I saw how his players played for them. I followed his career. You know, again, as I said last Friday, I wish Steve Spurrier had coached here forever because um, that's how I feel about him. Um, And I just knew, though, that one day the day would come. I didn't know when. They never say that short list doesn't change, whatever have you, but obviously Bobby Stoops and Mike Shanahan and Ron Zook are guys that I have tremendous respect for, and, and Ron Zook's always been on it. And if you remember... This job came down, and Jeremy said it, to Bob Stoops, Mike Shanahan, and Zucker. And Shanahan and Stoops would not, did not take it, so Zook got it. This quote, and I've always liked Ron Zook, but if I were to talk to him about this, you know, Jim Croce has a great song, and in it he says, you don't spit on Superman's cape, right? Well, you, you don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't spit into the wind, right? I understand when Ron was hired, he wanted to be known as his own man. But why say this? Uh, first of all, you know, I'm not Coach Spur. I'm not going to be Coach Spur. I'm not going to coach like Coach Spur. I mean, I have to be Ron Zook, and, and, and that's the way I'm going to be. Uh, I think this, at the University of Florida, uh, regardless of who the head football coach is, uh, this program is going to go on, and, and I'm excited to have the opportunity to go on with it. I think it, uh, you have a, uh, not only a university that can compete with any, anybody uh, academically, but obviously academic, uh, athletically as well. Again, I totally understand the point he was trying to make, but I remember being at that press conference and cringing when he said that. Here's Zook talking about what uh, he thought the job would entail. I did not graduate from the University of Florida. I do not have any hours from the University of Florida, but I've spent more time at the University of Florida than, than I did at, where I, at my alma mater. And so I really feel like uh, maybe I can get one of them honorary degrees or something, but uh, uh, hopefully I can stay here long enough to get one. But, but uh, you know, this is a place that, uh, that, that is special. There's no question about it. And when it came to recruiting, I don't think anybody would say that Ron Zook did not recruit well. Here was his philosophy. I enjoyed recruiting. I mean, you know, when you got something like the University of Florida to sell, it's, it's not hard to recruit. I mean, recruiting is a, you know, you, you go out and you have a product that you're selling. And, and at the University of Florida, it's easy to sell. You, you have ac- an, an academic institution that's second to none. I, you have an athletic program, not only football, but an ath- athletic program that's, that's second to none. Well, unfortunately, it didn't work out for Ron Zook. 1245, time check brought to you by Hayes Shillery. Call us up, talk March Madness. We will take your phone calls ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Manny Rodriguez, and we've got a busy slate of sports this weekend. Kicking things off, be sure to tune in tonight at 6.55 as Gators Baseball hosts LSU in the first game of a big weekend series. Across the street, Gators Softball hosts Tennessee in their own SEC weekend matchup. In other Gators sports news, men's swim and dive competes in day three of NCAA Nationals. This afternoon, women's tennis welcomes Ole Miss, while men's tennis travels to face Arkansas. Tennis track and field also heads on the road with both teams competing in rally and Austin over the weekend. 
On Saturday, Gators Volleyball faces Miami in spring scrimmages, and on Sunday, Gators Lacrosse plays against Arizona State in Tempe. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Manny Rodriguez. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hey, folks, if you've been to Dick Bondell's Burgers and Fries at Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street in Gainesville, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, you owe it to yourself to go because you're going to love their food. They believe better ingredients make better meals. Try their classic burger, the Impossible, and the 100% all-natural chicken burger and fresh salads, too. You want a great shake? They've got those, including their new one, a Florida-grown strawberry shake. Open seven days a week. Find them on Facebook and Instagram, Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Drugs and alcohol have real effects on your ability to drive. In fact, last year, more than 800 people died in impaired driving crashes in Florida. DUIs are costly and you will lose your license. You may even face jail time. DUIs will stay on your record for 75 years. Driving while impaired has real consequences. Impairment is no illusion. Never drive impaired. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill is a special type of place for Gator fans and fans of great food, which is why we've made every day special. Join us on Martini Tuesdays for half off our handcrafted martinis and Wine Wednesdays, where you can enjoy a bottle of wine for 50% off. And of course, don't forget the incredible Spurrier's Gridiron Grill brunch every Saturday and Sunday. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, the hottest restaurant in Florida, in the heart of Gator Nation. And you can now purchase our merchandise at the restaurant or online at shop.spurriers.com. Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community with programs like Law Talk Live on the Sky every Saturday at 1030. You can also join our podcast, Meldon Law and Friends, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and 37 other audio platforms. Meldon Law, the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators, now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City. Scared money don't make money holds true on and off the field. This is Gators head football coach Billy Napier. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF is Gainesville's only sports radio home for all things Gators. If your business can use a boost in sales, let Peter and the gang help. Contact the radio home of the orange and blue by logging on to WRUF.com and clicking on the Contact Us button at the bottom of the page. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. Jan sent me an email. Thank you, Jan. It said that uh, Golden and Castleton have indeed met. I don't know that Golden's met with everybody uh, individually. That's something he said he was going to do, and... uh, he said that uh, it was a possibility that he was intrigued, uh, Castleton, I mean, about possibly coming back. Um, so thank you for that, Jan. William says, Golden does not get four years to turn this around. With the portal and recruiting, we should see improvement quickly. As I said to you many times, I want to first see him put us in the top tier of the conference. If you do that consistently, the Sweet 16 and such 
will follow accordingly. That's not necessarily true, William, and we saw it this year. Did not Kentucky and Tennessee and Auburn compete at the top tier of the conference? They didn't get to the Sweet 16. They didn't. It doesn't necessarily equate. I get it. Most times, I would think it would. And that's certainly where you want to be anyway. But when you say such will follow accordingly, I will say again, not necessarily, and this year bears that out. He said the only thing you can do is give yourself the best odds to do well in the tourney. That's true. And that is by doing well in the regular season. And again, and he says, is this foolproof? There are exceptions, as I just mentioned. But by and large, the sample size will show the higher seed matters. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I mean, in general, I agree with that. But I'm just saying it doesn't always uh, equate. Um, okay, let's get some calls here. 392-8255. Don't forget Gator Baseball tonight. Uh, busy Gator weekend. Todd Goldman's going to be busy. Much like Billy Napier did, he's going to throw out the first pitch at softball today, throw out the first pitch at Gator Baseball uh, as well. Um, let's get to Jason here. Jason, hello. Hey, Steve. How's it going? Good. Just like you, my uh, bracket is in the trash, oh. so I don't have much to talk about yeah. with uh, NCAA. But, and I know it's not a, a really popular topic on the, on the show, but NFL, have you, do you remember a year when there's been this much player movement, especially – High-level players? No. Uh, I was just talking to a friend about that. It's funny you mentioned that, Jason. Um, and, you know, and I'm not knocking anybody, but, you know, for whatever the reason, the NFL just doesn't get a lot of, you know, phone call play. I know people follow it, but they just don't call to talk about it. But, yeah, um, I mean, there's always activity in free agency, but in terms of just – you know, the number of quarterbacks and, mm-hmm. you know, the big-name players, uh, pretty unusual, yes. Yeah, I, I was I, – my son, he's gotten big into, into football, and we were talking about that. I mean, Tyreek Hill getting $30 million, uh on a four-year deal with the Dolphins. You see the, the contract that Deshaun Watson um, got, I think it was 230 fully guaranteed. Um, it'll be interesting, you know, the, the AFC West with the amount of young players, young – um, quarterbacks that they have, getting Devontae Adams. Now you've got Kansas City probably going to make some moves on offense in the draft. Uh, it's This offseason for NFL is going to be extremely exciting, especially going all the way through the draft. I think the AFC West, top to bottom, might be the most balanced division in, in the NFL, top to bottom. And I think it also shows the pressure, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but, you know, of fan bases, you know, wanting to win and owners needing people to come watch the product. You put a competitive product out there and you win, generally speaking, you know, people come and watch. So, yeah, they, there's, a, there's still, you know, some have-not teams, certainly. But and, and, look, the Dolphins, I think with Hill, really give them credit for going out there and getting Tua help, but it's a steep price, and we will see if that pays off. Yeah, it's it's steep, and that's what uh, my son and I talked about, but if you look at the way that they're 
um, roster is set up. Tua's still on a rookie contract. Waddle's on a rookie contract. There's not a lot of big-name uh, older veterans that they're pay- paying a lot of money for that, that's on that team. I wish uh, Dallas, you know, I'm a big Cowboys fan. I wish they would make some moves to, to you know, I know they got rid of Amari Cooper, um, but I think there's still some things that they can do to get that salary cap down to be a little bit more proactive in free agency. But uh, just thought it was interesting and um, looking forward to the, the rest of the off season. And uh, that's all I just wanted to call. Yep, appreciate it, Jason. Thank you. I will talk NFL anytime. And it's funny, isn't it odd that in all of this free agent frenzy, the New England Patriots – who've won all those Super Bowls, haven't really done a whole lot. They've become kind of an afterthought. I mean, Buffalo is certainly the best team in that division. Maybe, arguably, going into next year, the favorites to win the Super Bowl in the AFC, based on Von Miller and all that. But yet, the Patriots haven't made many moves. The Dolphins have. The Jets have quietly made moves, but they even they know they're years away from you know really competing. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. Don't forget Monday uh, we broadcast live from Gator Pro Day down in the uh, practice indoor practice facility. Tuesday go to baseball in Jacksonville with FSU, and then we head to Athens for Gator Baseball Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. The Thursday night game's an 8 o'clock game. Going to be late broadcasting uh, Gator Baseball on uh, Thursday night, but that's because of television, and that's just how it is. Uh, Okay, a couple of emails, and then we'll get to the top of the hour. Uh, Chuck says, Steve, are you impressed so far with what Billy Napier has done this spring? Um... Yes, yes, but it's it's very, very hard. I, even when you can look at, you know, summer, spring, the thing I think that's impressed me the most is what you hear from the players in terms of how they have bought in and said, boy, you know, the, the, the meal situation is better, the housing situation is better, you know, they really care about us. You know, their attention to detail has been great. They're actually teaching us and coaching us. And that's not a knock on Dan Mullen or his staff. I'm not trying to do that. I'm simply saying to you what, you know, some of the Gator players have said when they've been talked to um, about what's happened, you know, during the spring. So, yeah, to answer your question, it has been impressive, but. You know, there's going to be a, there's going to come a point when you got to win, and that remains to be seen. Uh, John, uh, said, well, you got an MLB question. I, I love it. NFL question, MLB question, love it. He said, uh, Steve, there, as usual, the Rays don't make much of an impression, and yet I think have a chance to uh, be in the World Series. Do you agree? Yes, I do. They if they don't get hurt, can be very, very good again. And they are an amazing, amazing franchise when you think about you know, the lack of money they spend, relatively speaking, and yet 
they are arguably this year the best team in the American League. Just, I mean, you have to give them an awful lot of credit. They've been doing it for a really long time. Okay. Lewis, you got about 90 seconds, my friend. Go. Lewis, go ahead. Okay. Hey, Steve. Thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I've been impressed with Napier and the kind of things he's doing. Uh, my, my question is, everyone knows that Gator players had some discipline problems. And I haven't seen or heard anybody talk to him, Napier, yet about what is his rule uh, for disciplining the kids or the guys, uh, players, uh, when they're not uh, doing what they're supposed to, especially mental areas. Uh, jumping off sides, you know, uh, you know those kinds of things, and getting into some of the things that mothers had to contend with. You know, I, I, I've yet to hear him talk about discipline. Uh, he has talked about it a little bit, Lewis, but I don't know that there's a hard. In other words, if you jump off sides, you run, you know, five wind sprints. I, I, I don't think it's that. Um, or you know, if you get in trouble off the field, it's necessarily that. I think it's sort of a case-by-case basis and, you know, see what develops from that. Yeah, I wish he'd talk about that because that, that was a major issue for right. the last four years. All right, All right Lewis, thank you. Yep, call. appreciate your call. Hour 2 of Sports Scene coming up, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. If you're suffering every day with joint pain, stop and listen. You can get real, lasting relief now with natural biologic treatments at QC Kinetics. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative solutions that can restore and repair damaged tissue. No surgery, no drugs. This is the relief you've been hoping for, for your aching hips, knees, shoulders, lower back. The unique protocols at QC Kinetics were created by a physician with years of study in regenerative restorative medicine. They're treating patients every day in hundreds of clinics nationwide with remarkable success, life-changing results, zero downtime. It's the new, better, smarter, non-surgical, non-invasive way to deal with joint pain. And they're right here, ready to help you now. Call for a free consultation. Make this spring and summer your best ever with no joint pain holding you back. Call the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics now. Now with offices in Ocala and the Villages. 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Spring has sprung. And with the warmer temperatures, it's time to heat up your outdoor entertainment. Hi, this is Tom Collette at Electronics World. Upgrade your outdoor space now with the latest gear at Electronics World. With outdoor TVs from Sunbright and Samsung, outdoor speakers from Yamaha, Sonance, Speakercraft, Kef, Martin Logan, and more. We've got everything you need to entertain your family and friends. Come see and hear for yourself at Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. 
It happens once a year. International Diamond Center Spectacular Storewide Spring Sale. Next weekend, April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Biggest sale this year. Up to 20% off all rings, all bands, all bracelets, all earrings, all fashion jewelry. Plus, up to three years, zero interest financing. IDC is expanding their amazing selection for this event. Flying in all new collections from the world's top designers. And we're featuring our largest selection ever of GIA certified diamonds. Three days of extraordinary savings. April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. And only at International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. Unapproved credit. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Hour 2 of Sports Scene commencing now on a gorgeous sunny day in Gainesville. Sam's producing, Eli's interning, learning how to do it, and we're glad you're here on this Friday. Uh, to the previous caller, Lewis, uh, and uh, he asked, he talked about, you know, the, the discipline. Billy Napier has talked about that uh, here during the spring and even before that when the team went into what he deemed as phase two. Um, he talked about instilling self-discipline and uh, physical and mental toughness. Because, look, I don't know. For example, NFL players go off sides, right? The best players in the world commit penalties. So if you, if you go off sides, does that mean you have to run five sprints? You know, I, I don't know. But I do think Billy Napier is trying to instill a toughness here, is trying to instill discipline, self-discipline, uh, things like that. And uh, that, I think, is going to be an ongoing process. If you want to talk about March Madness, and I would just say this again, the wonderful thing about this tournament, it doesn't necessarily matter what you do in the regular season. It matters because you have to get there, right? But I would wonder today, what would you tell me? Okay, I want you to call and tell me. Obviously, some of you were not happy at the progress that Mike White was making. Didn't make the tournament this year. Okay? But Tennessee, Kentucky, Auburn did very well in the SEC regular season. Auburn ranked number one at one point in the season, and they get bounced early from the NCAA tournament. So I'm going to put the hat of those teams on you, right? If you were a fan of those schools, call me and tell me, would you be happy, satisfied, unsatisfied? What would you be? Curious to know that. Also, in case you missed it in the first hour, we're going to continue this now around our calls. When Mike White left here, Billy Napier's hired, Coach Golden's hired. Well, again, that's a new regime, a new expectation. So I went back in time just to give you perspective as to when the coaches were hired. Sam, does he know how to do? Okay. Um, and then... 
you know, what actually happened. All right, here's Will Muschamp. Will Muschamp hired, and he talks about uh, winning at Florida. All right, and he un- wanted somebody that understood the expectations of the program and the expectations of Florida's winning championships. And believe me, I understand that, and I understand what you've got to do to be successful in this situation. The expectation at Florida is to win championships. Will Muschamp knew that going in. Some criticized Muschamp's offense. This is what he talked about in terms of what he wanted to see. We will be a pro-style attack offensively and defensively as far as special teams is concerned. I feel like our players will be exposed to cutting-edge schemes for what's going to do to make sure that they are show their abilities. If they want to play on the next level, they certainly can have those opportunities. Cutting-edge schemes. Muschamp talking more about offense. Offensively, I want to be balanced, I think, in the SEC. The SEC is a line-of-scrimmage league. All right, the difference between the SEC and all of the other leagues are simply this, the defensive linemen. Top to bottom, you've got to keep them off balance because they're too good top to bottom. You're not facing just one or two good defensive lines through the season. You're facing a bunch of good ones. I think when Will came here, he kind of coined the phrase, the SEC being a line of scrimmage league. Well, okay. It didn't work out for Will Muschamp. Jim McElwain is hired. He talked about the pressure of the job. You know, here's the beauty. Pressure, man, it's awesome, right? I mean, that's, that's why we do this. I mean, if the one thing that I love is pressure. Now, I never look at it as feeling the pressure. I always look at it as applying the pressure. And I'm excited about that part of it. So... You know what, if there's no pressure, why wake up in the morning, right? That's really, that's really what drives me anyway. Well, obviously, in the end, there was a lot of pressure on Jim McElwain. He also discusses his philosophy on recruiting. Uh, we'll hit the road next week, um, get to as many places as humanly possible from the recruiting standpoint. Because it's one of those things, recruit daily or die now, okay? And, and uh, you know, we've got to make sure we secure a great class. There's some great commitments right now. There's some guys that are waiting to see kind of what's going to happen and what's going on. And, you know, that's the first and foremost that we do is, is go out and do that. Um, as we kind of look through it, we'll get a chance to visit with everybody in the organization. It isn't just the coaches. I think the one thing that's lost sometimes is not just the coaches. It's everything that touches the desk of the head football coach. And so a lot of that will be evaluated over time as we move forward and build the infrastructure that is success. The infrastructure that is success. Here's McElwain on what drives him. The opportunity to be at this place, that's something that drives you the opportunity to be at the top and really take your shot with the best. The best being the SEC, the best players you're going to play against, the best coaches you're going to coach against. And, you know, I never look at anything like that except what a great challenge and uh, what a great opportunity. Well, certainly it was 
an opportunity for him, it turned out to be a very big challenge. And uh, it did not uh, end up the way many uh, thought it would be. So uh, another hire that took place, one Urban Meyer. Listen. Thank you very much. I would like to thank Dr. Dr. Matchin and Jeremy Foley for the opportunity to coach the Gators. I've always had great respect and admiration for the University of Florida, the academic reputation, the pageantry and tradition, the available resources and being a flagship university in a talent-rich state of Florida make this, makes this the premier coaching position in the country. I'd also like to thank the University of Utah players, coaches, and administration for a historic season. There are obvious reasons that make the University of Florida a very attractive opportunity. However, there are several other less obvious such as the Gainesville community. And this Gainesville community played a big part in this decision. It's an opportunity to raise my three children. You're going to find out that when you get Urban Meyer, you get the entire family. And this is a great place from the research that we've done. And I'd also like to thank uh, Coach Donovan and his wife for spending a lot of quality time on the phone with us as far as uh, not discussing as much coaching as much uh, raising a family. Number two would be the swamp and all the pageantry and tradition. If you research what uh, our staff is all about, what I'm all about, and uh, a lot of times people say, do you have an ambition to go to the NFL? Not, none whatsoever. It's all about the pageantry tradition of college football, which in my opinion, this is second to none. And the third reason is there's a great foundation of young players in this program, and I look forward to work with them. I'm anxious to put together a staff and a team together that the Gainesville community and University of Florida were very proud of. Yeah. No aspiration to go to the NFL. And I, and I think then he did not. I don't, I don't really think that's, you know, something you can go back and say, you know, that's a, a bad thing. Because, let's face it, you know, at the time, I don't believe he did um, have any aspiration. Then comes Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen uh, talks about when he was introduced what he wanted to do as Florida's head coach. I want you to know that there's an unbelievable standard of excellence here at the University of Florida, both in the classroom as a premier academic institution and on the athletic fields, not just in football but in all sports. Um, I accept that. I was very fortunate to have been here. Uh, to win two national championships as an assistant coach here and know how special this university is and how special it can be and how special a team that we can have. And I can promise you I will give relentless effort in everything I do to make sure that we return the football program to a national championship level. That's what it's all about for us here um, is to be judged and win championships at the University of Florida, and I'm committed to doing that. Judged? on winning championships at the University of Florida. So again, that's one of the reasons I did this is to show you that, you know, as much sometimes as I question fan bases and, you know, all that, look, these guys, when they're hired, know what the expectation is, Right? They outline it, and I don't understand that. If I'm a coach, I'm not going to, you know, I, I'm going to win a championship here. Well, 
you already put yourself in a position to fail if you don't. This is interesting, too. At Mullen's introductory press conference, he talked about quarterbacks. I, I have enough offensive background. I think we, we can create an offense around some skill sets of quarterbacks because if you look at all the different quarterbacks that I've had throughout the years, there's, there's not a prototype. They're all different shapes and sizes um, with, with different skill sets, and we've still been successful with them. Yeah. Coming up, we're going to take your calls. If you want to talk NFL, March Mass, please feel free to call. We're also going to go back in time and listen to Mike White when he was introduced as the coach. 114 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Manny Rodriguez, and we've got a busy slate of sports this weekend. Kicking things off, be sure to tune in tonight at 6.55 as Gators Baseball hosts LSU in the first game of a big weekend series. Across the street, Gators Softball hosts Tennessee in their own SEC weekend matchup. In other Gators sports news, Men's Swim and Dive competes in Day 3 of NCAA Nationals. This afternoon, Women's Tennis welcomes Ole Miss and Men's Tennis travels to face Arkansas. Track and Field also heads on the road with teams competing in Raleigh and Austin over the weekend. On Saturday, Gators Volleyball faces Miami in spring scrimmages. And on Sunday, Gators Lacrosse plays against Arizona State in Tempe. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Manny Rodriguez. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Well, it happens. Sometimes you plan for it. Sometimes it happens unexpectedly. But the time comes when you have to sell your home and then buy a new one. That's called life. And when life happens, for whatever the reason, you may need a real estate agent, an advisor you can trust and count on to help you sell your home for the highest price and with the least hassle possible. Well, that's why I trust and endorse only one realtor, Scott Caldwell, at your home sold guaranteed realty. And this is why you should call Scott Caldwell. He already has buyers. And in fact, thousands of them, the systems, the guarantees, the experience, and the expertise to help you when you need it most. He sells nearly 50% faster and for 2.5% more money when compared to other agents. He's done that for a ton of people all throughout the North Central Florida area. I trust Scott Caldwell. You can trust Scott Caldwell, too. Call him. 352-209-0000. That's 352-209-0000. Or you can visit CaldwellHasTheBuyers.com. People who love boating and fishing choose Ranger Boats every time. From their fiberglass and aluminum to saltwater and pontoons, Ranger has just what boating enthusiasts have loved about beauty and performance for years. There's no better time to step up to a Ranger Boat. Powered by Mercury Outboard Engines for a boating experience second to none. See them now at Polaris of Gainesville, your authorized White River Marine Group dealer. Highway 441 between Gainesville and Alachua. Online at PolarisofGainesville.com. Do you have a power sports vehicle you're not using or don't want any longer? Polaris of Gainesville is looking to buy your used power sports vehicle right now. If you have a boat, ATV, side-by-side, jet ski, or motorcycle of any make or model, we're paying top dollar right now for your used power sports vehicle. 
Turn that dust collector into fast cash now at Polaris of Gainesville on Highway 441 between Gainesville and Alachua or online at PolarisofGainesville.com. As you may have heard, Meldon Law is the official law firm partner of the Florida Gators. And while it's great to be a Florida Gator, the most fulfilling aspect of partnering with the Gators is the ability to give back to our community. Please visit MeldonLaw.com to discover our community programs. These include the Meldon Law Scholar Athlete of the Year Award, Law Talk Live Radio Show, and the Veterans Making a Difference Program. At Meldon Law, we won't back down. Meldon Law Injury Lawyers Offices Gainesville Lake City and Ocala. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill is a special type of place for Gator fans and fans of great food, which is why we've made every day special. Join us on Martini Tuesdays for half off our handcrafted martinis and Wine Wednesdays, where you can enjoy a bottle of wine for 50% off. And of course, don't forget the incredible Spurrier's Gridiron Grill brunch every Saturday and Sunday. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, the hottest restaurant in Florida, in the heart of Gator Nation. And you can now purchase our merchandise at the restaurant or online at shop.spurriers.com. When it comes to taking care of your acreage, don't mess around. Toro Zero Turn Mowers cut big yards down to size in less time, so you can spend more time hunting, fishing, or just enjoying the day. Built with comfort-enhancing, productivity-boosting features, like My Ride Suspension that take the ache out of acreage. Massive rear-drive tires for ultimate traction and ultra-durable iron-forged cutting decks you can rely on for years to come. Bull through anything that dares get in your way. Toro. Count on it. Visit Toro.com slash Zero Turn to find yours. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. Call us up, talk a little sports, 392-8255. You can email us, Russell, at WRUF.com. Adam will talk to us. Adam, hello. Hey, Steve. Pleasure to talk to you, my man. Mm-hmm. Hey, buddy. Um, I appreciate the rundown of the uh, of the coaches. Um, and I understand the correlation, but, like, of course – all coaches are going to understand the expectations that are demanded here at Florida. I mean, you have legends like Steve Spurrier and Urban Meyer. Unfortunately, things haven't turned out well for him, but he still did great things here at Florida. Um, so I understand that correlation. However, each coach that you mention, because I want to compare them to Billy Napier because he is the future of Florida football. Um, each one of these guys – from Muschamp, he's a defensive-minded individual. He, you know, he, he was big on that. Um, Mullen, his he had a problem with in-game coaching, calling timeouts when it was proper according to the play clock. That's a big factor there. McIlwain, as far as I'm concerned, was just I don't want to say a Donald Duck hire, but he's a character that just didn't belong. Um, Urban Meyer came and did great things, but that roster towards, what, the second, third year was pretty contaminated. A lot of those guys, you know, had a lot of problems, uh, legally speaking. So, 
you get what I'm saying? I'm trying to draw other comparisons when it comes to the coaches previous because we want to focus on, you know, the future, obviously, with Billy Napier. Do you see anything that's possibly different? Or does Billy Napier, you know, pretty much speak the same thing as each one of these coaches have in the past? Or do you see something different in Billy Napier? Well, I see similarities and I see differences. Um, To your point, I don't think there's a coach walking in any sport that doesn't walk into a situation and at least give lip service to, you know, I understand the expectation, okay, especially at a place that's got some history. So, yeah, and Billy Napier understands that. Look, coaches can say, Adam, all they want to say and do all they want to do, but the bottom line's winning. The bottom line's winning. Now, you got to do it right, but, I mean, the bottom line is winning. And if you don't win enough games, according to somebody or a fan base, then you're not here. So every coach gets that. I agree. I, I, I completely agree. In my opinion, the differentiation between Billy Napier and the coaches that have come previously, and hats off to Urban Meyer, Steve Spurrier will always be a legend. God love him. Um, the difference is he embraces nutrition, physicality, uh, mindset, discipline, discipline, discipline. That is the key. And holding those reins as you become successful, learning how to win is what you started with. Because Dan Mullen, was, he did fantastic. He's an offensive genius. I'm not going to take that from him. But he ended up losing the reins you know, in his third year, basically. And then the discipline goes out the window. Same thing with Urban Meyer. So that that's what I see. And nutrition is a big thing. And he took a lot from Alabama from that, right? Yeah. And so did Kirby Smart because they have, you know, basically iron men on the field. And I think nutrition plays a big part of it. But holding the reins through the third and fourth year, I think, will make Billy Napier successful. And that's what we're looking for, I think. Well, you you also left out one important thing. That's recruiting. Got to recruit. Yeah, and he he's got one hell of a staff in place to do just that to keep yep. up with the Georgias and Alabamas, yep. wouldn't you say? Yes, so far, yes. Now you know they've made inroads. You know they've done some good things, um, but you know they have to get those kids eventually in school. From what I have seen and heard, I think that will begin to happen here. And that's why I don't think it's going to be something that's just an overnight success. It may take a while. There are teams to climb over, no doubt, in the league. But that's what he was hired to do. Absolutely. Are you going to be at the spring game? Are you going to give us a rundown of what that's all about? I'll be there myself. But I Probably. Don't I don't even know if I'm going to be in town because of baseball. But if I am, then, yeah, I'll be here. All right. Fantastic. Thanks, Steve. Okay. Adam, thank you. Um, I hope this is the right one. It's the only one I think in, in going through this continued thing uh, with football and expectations and all that. Well, there also comes a time when the athletic director has to let a coach go. Scott Strickland. And sorry we're here having this conversation, but 
Uh, I know you guys saw the news. Uh, I met with uh, Coach Mullen um, shortly before noon today in his office, and uh, we had a, a conversation, just told him I felt like we need to uh, go a different direction for the Gators and our football program. And um, he understood. It was actually a very productive conversation. Um, gave him the opportunity to uh, coach the game Saturday against FSU. And uh, after some, some discussion, and, and he actually took some time to think about it, uh, he made the decision that um, he thought he would be a bit of a distraction if he was around this week after this news came out. And so uh, he made the decision to, to step away and not, not coach the FSU game. Um, I, I then asked uh, Greg Knox if he would be our interim coach. Greg has served as an interim in the past and uh, is, you know, has, has worked with kids on both sides of the ball and uh, is, is a well-liked figure in our building and I think he'll do a good job. And Isn't that something? Scott Strickland's words, a different direction for the program. And just like that, Dan Mullen gone. Rob, welcome to the show. Steve, I'm enjoying uh, this show. and It's really getting getting me pumped up listening to Urban Meyer and those, uh, you know, debut speeches. And, and basically, yeah, they're all going to say great things, but it's the results. And um, it's a results-oriented business. If you don't put W's up, you won't be around long, true or false, you know. But and, I, it I, isn't, like- and it isn't just W's. It's the right W's. <laughs> If, I mean, you could beat Vanderbilt and Missouri all day, but if you don't beat Georgia and FSU and you know Tennessee, you ain't around either. Yeah, and you know Mike White leaving as a basketball coach. You know, I think you have to grow a thick skin and, and, and champion your inner warrior when you're a head coach. And you know, at Florida, you're going to get the the critics, and I think Billy Napier is going to be able to handle that and keep it at bay and, and not let it. Um, infect the program and you're not as a coach you're not allowed that outside notice remains outside you play as a team inside and everybody knows that that's what's going on regardless of what anybody says or whatever you don't let that have any impact on you. i think uh mike white is a little sensitive in that aspect and he kind of got my venom going when he decided to go right across the border so i want to kick his ass but steve you have a good one man all right thank you well i don't know why it would kick up venom. A lot of people didn't want him here. So what would it matter where he goes? As long as you're rid of him, right? Well, we're going to end the football saga of this because this was Florida's latest hire. Well, ultimately it affects the final product. Um, I think it's twofold, right? I think the more detail that we can have relative to how we prepare the players... Uh, and the information that we can provide for the assistant coaches, right? So um, I think it's a combination of making the most of our time, right? It's all about being efficient. I think tell the team and tell the staff all the time, we we all get the same amount of time. Uh, The opponent gets the same amount of time. Uh, The player that you're going to compete against gets the same amount of time to prepare. So uh, if we can be more efficient with our time, if we can use our time uh, and create an advantage, uh, and certainly uh, personnel helps you do that, right? Uh, that's one part of it. I also think that I believe in the infrastructure because I think it creates balance for the people in your organization. I think it creates a certain pace to life, a certain quality of life that I think is important if you want to sustain success, right? So 
Um, we're very systematic in our approach, right? I mean, we have an entire year-round plan, not only for our football team from a development standpoint and a motivation standpoint, but also from an evaluation and recruiting standpoint uh, as well. So kind of two different components. Uh, and I think it's important that we have well-defined roles. We have job descriptions for each one of those people throughout the entire year. Uh, we're building an organization, right? And I think ultimately if we're going to have uh, championship-level success around here, uh, that's what it's going to take. That's pretty impressive. Forget his name. It could be Eli, could be Sam, could be me. That's impressive stuff. Okay? How many, how many times do football coaches talk about infrastructure? That's like a government term, okay? He values that. And he has certainly put his money where his mouth is. He hasn't won a game yet, but uh, organizationally, it's been impressive. One thirty. time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. We're going to go to the basketball end of this. And if you want to call and talk sports, you can too. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. It's happening with the Gator Nation. Hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Advanced security from Cox Panoramic Wi-Fi protects your connected devices from online threats 24-7. But hey, you're probably safe without it. Probably. Like how that free streaming website was probably not a scam. Someone's probably not stealing your bank info as we speak to buy a four-story Chalet Grand. Yeah, you're probably fine. Or you could know your network is covered with advanced security from Cox Panoramic Wi-Fi. Restrictions apply. Copyright 2020 Cox Communications, Inc. All rights reserved. How's your mental health? I'm listening with Dan Reynolds from Imagine Dragons. Yeah, I don't think there's an age that's too early because really, if you take away the word therapy, what's happening is, hey, let's communicate with other people. Let's communicate what you're feeling. It's just communication skills. So it's like basically you're just saying, hey, there might be some conversation you can have with X person that's going to help you. And because it helps you to evolve as a human. Explore more at imlistening.org. Who can you trust with your automobile these days? Hey, it's Steve Russell. As you drive around town, you'll see a lot of auto repair shop chain stores. Every time you go in there, there's a new person behind the counter with the same old song and dance, presenting you with a long list of expensive repairs. If you're tired of that type of treatment, do what I and thousands of families have done since 1975. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. Dave Mays Automotive is family-owned and operated, and you can tell because they treat their customers like family. No long list of surprises. In fact, their famous bug checks designed to prevent surprises. They do it all. They'll take care of your entire vehicle. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. They'll get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive. We get the bugs. All of them bugs. IDC takes value to a whole new level next weekend. April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. It's a three-day, multi-million dollar store-wide spring sale. Save 20% and more. All wedding bands, eternity bands on sale. Thousands of engagement ring mountings on sale. Colored gemstones, fashion earrings, diamond pendants. You get up to 20% off IDC's already super low price. Plus, get up to 36 months, zero interest financing. Top designers are flying in for this with their entire collections, all of it on sale. Next weekend, only at International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. On approved 
from the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. After several rainy days this week, we do have sunshine on tap for your Friday afternoon. Highs today will climb in the middle 70s. We'll see a breezy westerly wind at times 10 to 15 miles per hour. That wind should subside just a bit tonight, allowing for lows to fall into the mid and upper 40s. Tomorrow, mid-70s continue with sunshine. It will also remain on the breezy side. From the UF Weather Center Meteorologist, Justin Ballard. This, keep it on the down low here, is the Dan Patrick Show. If I'm the Pelicans, I'm not pleased about this. And I don't think a doctor goes, here's your rehab. How about you try to do a Vince Carter dunk? <laughs> you had foot surgery, you're rehabbing your foot, and then you're out there dunking. I wouldn't be pleased about this at all. Because this feels like there's a little disconnect between Zion and the franchise. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. From the diamond to the dugout, we are your home for Florida Gator baseball. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gator. This is Gator soccer coach Tony Amato, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Hope you've enjoyed this trip down memory lane today. Just to give you some historical perspective on, you know, what some of the coaches have said when they were being hired and what was being said when they were let go. Obviously, the latest is Mike White. Mike White hired by then athletic director Jeremy Foley. And it was really odd because Billy Donovan had been announced to go to the NBA at that time, Oklahoma City. And uh, Billy was actually present when Mike White was hired. But I have nothing but great feelings and love. Um, I think people may speculate, um, was there anything wrong here with Florida? And that couldn't be the furthest thing from the truth. In, in my opinion, Florida has been nothing but perfect for Christine and I for 19 years. And Jeremy Foley, very emotional um, when talking about Billy Donovan. What we really didn't know 19 years ago was the type of person we were getting. And um, one, of, one of the best, you know. Chip Howard told me the other day that he embodies everything that this athletic program wants to be in terms of class, quality, integrity. Couldn't have said it better. So this is interesting, and I want you to listen to it very closely. This is Jeremy Foley on why Mike White was hired. And on behalf of everybody who represents our program, a lot of people in this room, a lot of Gator fans everywhere, you know, I want to thank Billy for being that type of person. You talk about a guy that, um, you know, one in a million in my opinion. Um, I want to thank him for what he did for the university, but I, I want to thank him for his friendship uh, more than anything else, okay? Oh, that's the wrong one I played. But, uh, all right, now, um, Mike White also... Um, was introduced here, and uh, he spoke of the talent at Florida. I know that, that we've got some talent. I know that uh, in talking with them one-on-one over the past few days, uh, I think we've got some really good people, and, and Coach obviously confirms that, as, as do our administrators. So if, um, if any of these guys signed to, to play here, again, for Billy Donovan at Florida, they're, they're good players, obviously. They're good players. And, 
and we need to figure out how to how to best help them. How to best help them. Mike White also discussed his recruiting philosophy when he came here. We will continue to recruit nationally, but the state of Florida consistently produces some of the best talent in the country. So I'm eager to continue building relationships with coaches in our home state. I also very much look forward to connecting with former Gators, uh, as I know how crucial they've been to all the success that, uh, that Coach Donovan has had here. And perhaps this, uh, maybe the most telling thing that Mike said when he was introduced, about Florida's national, national reputation. As committed as Dr. Fox and Jeremy Foley are to the academic and athletic excellence of this institution, I will be equally as committed to our Gator fans and family to maintain the national reputation of this program. In doing so, we will continue to recruit talented players with high character that best represent UF and develop them on the court, in the classroom, and in the community. I think he lived up to that. I think this is the Jeremy Foley quote, I think, about Mike White uh, being a fit as the new coach. Um, but most of all, as you've heard me say a, a countless number of times, is a fit for the University of Florida. Someone who comes here in here and understands the value of a total program, understands the, the value of how we do things with character and integrity. And um, to say he, his name came to the list on that, on that score would be an understatement. Absolutely amazing, his reputation in this profession. Absolutely amazing, his reputation in this profession. Talking about Mike White. Okay. Gator man, what's up? What's going on, Steve? We can't always get it right. Sometimes, uh, you know, it's just about like, like gambling. You got to roll the dice, you know. You got to go with your gut feeling. Yeah, but when you roll the dice too many times bad, it's crap. <laughs> well, hopefully they got it right this time. Okay. With the, uh, the golden one. Yeah, I think they do. But uh, as far as yesterday, I went two and two. What today, my predictions are, like Iowa State, 68, Miami, 71. Give me Providence 70, Kansas 75. Give me UCLA 79 and UNC 72. Give me St. Pete 76 and Purdue 73. St. Pete moved on to the Elite Eight. And, Steve, today is Friday. Everybody got paid. You know, they're going to the bank. Well, I got the top ten things you can take to the bank. Number ten, Arkansas would not make their final four. Number nine, Duke will make their final four. Number eight, Kevin Sampson, the most underrated basketball coach in college. Number seven, Nick Saban will continue to cry about the NIL because he's falling behind. Number six, Dollar Bill will hire ten more coaches before the season starts. Number five, Bruce Pearl, Rick Bowers, and John Calipari sitting at home full of Arkansas because it don't make them look as quite as bad on their loss. Number four, people will still be crying about the women's basketball needs more publicity as if they're not on TV already. Number three, LSU and Ole Miss will have at least 25 transport party guys on their roster when the season starts. Number two, Jimbo Fisher will continue to beat his chest about his great recruiting class. And number one, Dollar Bill and the Golden Touch will be one of the best duos in college sport. That's basketball and football, Steve. And you have a good day. Yeah, man, thank you. One of these days, I'm going to, like, write down and just go, nah, nah, nah. Or maybe, boy, yeah, he's pretty smart. Um, John sent me this, and I wanted to wait till the end about this. One of the things that's interesting to me 
is what baseball is trying to do with technology. There's a new system that's been tested, and believe it or not, it could be adopted as early as next year. I'm sorry, as this year, okay? And literally, the catcher would have a device on his wrist. He would press a button, and the pitcher would get the sign. I'm going to explain it in a minute, okay? 142, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment, still time for your calls. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Peggy Cosgrove. It's a busy weekend for Gator Sports. Starting off on the diamond, the number eight ranked baseball team will take on the LSU Tigers in a three-game series tonight. Tune in right here for live coverage of the game starting at 6.55 p.m. Heading across the way, Gator softball will also begin their weekend series SEC matchup against Tennessee. The game is set to start at 6 p.m. New Gator men's basketball head coach Todd Golden will be throwing the first pitch at both baseball and softball games. And in March Madness, the action continues tonight as Purdue takes on St. Peter's at 7 p.m. That's at Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Peggy Cosgrove. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing and always need to stick your fingers to test your blood sugar. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. Apply a discrete sensor on your body and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger sticks. If you are living with type 1 or type 2 diabetes and you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, you might be eligible for a CGM through your insurance benefits. U.S. Med partners with over 500 private insurance companies and Medicare. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill your insurance. Call us today for a free benefits check. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Spring has sprung, and with the warmer temperatures, it's time to heat up your outdoor entertainment. Hi, this is Tom Collette at Electronics World. Upgrade your outdoor space now with the latest gear at Electronics World. With outdoor TVs from Sunbright and Samsung, outdoor speakers from Yamaha, Sonance, Speakercraft, Kef, Martin Logan, and more. We've got everything you need to entertain your family and friends. Come see and hear for yourself at Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. It's a beautiful day for a ball game. First base ball will be played. Well, who's up first? Yeah. Go ahead and tell me. Who? The guy up first. Who? The guy playing first base. Who? The guy up first. Who is on first? What are you asking me for? I'm asking you. Every Wednesday morning at 11, we invite you to join the radio team of former Gators pitcher Jeff Cardozo and Steve Russell as the International Diamond Center is proud to bring you On Deck. Our baseball radio play-by-play battery will analyze and evaluate the latest with the Gators, SEC, and everything taking place in college baseball. Rotations and Mr. Rawlings are always front and center. Last season, I led this club in ninth inning doubles in the month of August. 
August. On Deck, presented by the International Diamond Center. With Jeff Cardozo and Steve Russell. Wednesday mornings at 11, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gears. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Just on a programming note about uh, our shows. Our final Hoop There It Is show is going to move next week to Tuesday at 11 a.m. It's normally on Monday. It'll move to Tuesday at 11 a.m. And then we'll do our On Deck show uh, on Wednesday at 11 a.m. Okay. Uh, John sent me this. They're testing this out in spring training. And I did hear about this, but not to the extent he sent me actually an article about it. Um... The Mets have been one of the teams doing this. Check this out. If you're old school, right, you, you know, you have a series of signs with your fingers. The pitchers get the call from the catcher when the catcher presses buttons on a wristband. It produces audio tones in the pitcher's hat. Think of that, okay? Audio tones in the pitcher's hat. It seems to be cutting down time between pitches. Um, and what you can really do, I mean, if, they, if you know the next hitter, like let's say it's a ground out, right, and you're throwing the ball around the infield, I mean, you could actually give the next pitch while you're doing that. Um, apparently, according to the Mets, uh, it's been pretty positive, and it could be, could be adopted uh, as early as – this year. Wow. That's just crazy, isn't it? But, you know, that's technology is here to stay. And you might as well get out in front of it. That's for sure. All right, we've got about uh, 10 minutes left. We will have time for your phone calls. All right. Sam and Eli, I want you to get on there here. Um, I, I did this yesterday, and I have no problem in exposing my weaknesses uh, in terms of my predictions because, as I told you, um, I, I have never in all the years I've done a bracket, ever, thrown it out after the first day, ever. That's how bad it was for me. Yesterday, I picked Houston. I picked Duke to lose. I picked Arkansas to lose. So I was two out of four yesterday. So... Uh, after I get done with this call, we'll go ahead and get predictions for tonight's game. And by the way, the NFL um, is looking to perhaps change its overtime rules. And there seems to be some momentum for doing that. Um, now, the owners meet next week, I think, in Florida. So could there be an agreement at that point? We'll see, but at least they're talking about I don't like the overtime rule, never have. All right, let's go. A lot of people want St. Peter's to win, and I get it because they're Cinderella. The shoe comes off 
The slipper comes off tonight. Purdue wins. I got Purdue too, but the spread is 13 points. Look for the Peacocks to put a fight. Look for my guy Doug Eater to sign that big NIL deal with Buffalo Wild Wings to make an impact. But I'm going to go Jaden Ivey and Purdue. What do you got, Eli? I'm with you too, Steve. I think that the that St. Peter's luck runs out tonight, and it's a it's been a great story, but it, unfortunately their story's going to come to an end today. Okay, Providence and Kansas. Um, this is going to be like Lee Corso would say, close, close. I like Kansas, but Providence is playing really good basketball now. Kansas by maybe five or less. And I'm a huge Ed Cooley guy. I've been following Providence all year. But I got to go with Kansas. I think this might be their year, Steve. This might be the most talented roster Bill Self has had since they were the number one seed and made it to the final four, I want to say three or four years ago. It might be the year Remy Martin playing like an All-American how he did last year at Arizona State is huge for Kansas. Eli? I'm going to ride Kansas on this one as well. I think that as the only one seed left uh, at the beginning, people were underlooking them. But uh, Providence just hasn't shown me enough that they can that they can take down the Jayhawks. It's amazing tonight. You've got a 15 seed, an 8 seed, and an 11 seed still playing. And eight, that 8 seed's North Carolina against UCLA. Blue blood versus blue blood. And to me, this is the marquee game of the night. You have the team that made the Final Four last year, UCLA, brought back pretty much their entire roster. You have UNC, who's kind of making, I don't want to call it a Cinderella run, but making a run as an eight seed. I'm going to go with the Tar Heels, and I'm going to raise you one even further, Steve. I think we'll see a Duke-UNC Final Four. Whoa, okay. Eli, you agree with that? I actually do. This, is, this year is reminding me of a few years ago when, when UNC had those championship runs, and uh, although UCLA has, has been a great team all year and UNC is more up and down, um, with with the new coach, uh, I think that the Tar Heels are gonna upset are gonna upset the Bruins and and move on. This is the game that I'm uh, least confident in picking. I, I think Cronus done a really nice job at UCLA, and Sam, to your point, a lot of their guys from last year are back. I think there's something to be said for a team like like Duke. I, I said this earlier. You can, you can see their young players just growing up, just, just getting better as they've gotten more playing time. And Carolina has gotten better too. But I'm going to go with UCLA. Iowa State and Miami, an 11 versus a 10. Great matchup. Yeah, just the matchup everyone thought they would be getting in their exactly. brackets. Yeah. But Eric Spolster said it best the other day, the 305 is a basketball town, and that's not just the heat. I'm going with Miami and with the points. Okay, what do you got, Eli? If you watched last game, Iowa State against West, uh, their upset over Wisconsin. It was just a sloppy game all around. I think the Badgers didn't play up to their potential, and Miami's going to be able to expose that tonight and move on to the Elite Eight. What's amazing about Iowa State, and, and to some extent Miami too, they were not great in their leagues. Iowa State, I believe, was, a, was under 500 in the Big 12. Okay, Iowa State got such a hard start off to the year they only yes. had i believe one or two losses heading into big 12 play and i believe they were sub 500 that's what i'm play. saying i think they but were tj otzelberger it's his first year he was a longtime assistant at iowa state went to south dakota state done a great job there i think that might be the closest game of the night well jim laranaga doesn't get enough credit and i loved his game plan against auburn they were really really good defensively 
If they can do that again, I don't know that Iowa State can score a lot. So I'm going to go with Miami too. And those poor teams now are probably thinking, gosh, Russell picked me. They're probably thinking, oh, no, pick someone else because it hasn't gone really well. But that's who I'm going with. And then let's give the women some love too, okay? They don't get enough publicity. They never have. You know, I'm partial because I did, you know, women's basketball broadcast for a long time. Two SEC teams are still alive. South Carolina is alive. Tennessee is still alive. That surprises me a little bit. I, you know, Tennessee has been very up and down this year. Um, but let's go, uh, and I'll get the two SEC predictions here, and we'll start from there uh, as they continue to play tonight and uh, tomorrow. So speaking of North Carolina, North Carolina plays South Carolina. I don't know too much about UNC, but I witnessed when South Carolina held Florida to what, like five points in the first quarter when we played them. It's hard to bet against Don Staley, one of the greatest coaches all across basketball. Got to go with South Carolina there. Eli, what do you got? I'm going to go against that and uh, go with the Tar Heels and both men's and women's moving on. I saw South Carolina, although dominant all year, they had that championship loss to Kentucky in the SEC tournament, and I think they're going to go down, they're going to go down tonight. I think that fueled them. I think that woke them up, um, and I think South Carolina wins tonight. Now, that's tonight. Tennessee plays tomorrow. Uh, and they've got top seed Louisville. I'm just going with the SEC here. The best league in the country. I'm riding with us. Okay. Eli? Like you said, Tennessee has made it farther than expected, and Louisville's going to show their dominance tonight and, and move on. I'm going with Louisville, too, because um, Tennessee's been up and down. The game, though, the, the, of all the women's games, the game I want to see is tomorrow, UConn and Indiana. Nobody knows about Indiana. They are a really good team. I think Indiana beats UConn. Uh, I mean, like I said, it's hard for me to go against one of the great coaches across all college basketball, and Gino Ariema is certainly one of them. And is Paige Beckers healthy, Steve? I'm going with Paige Buckets and UConn. <laughs> all right. Eli, what do you got? It's hard to go against Connecticut and all the success they've had. I think Indiana's going to give them a, a run for their money, but at the end of the day, UConn is, is going to move on. Okay. Well, again, now, now that you know, um, we will see what happens uh, on Monday. But it should be a lot of fun. All right, a couple of emails, and then we will say goodbye for today. Uh, Rick says, Steve, thank you for doing uh, what you did today with the coaches. At least it's a perspective and it's made me think a little bit, a little bit more about uh, what how my role as a fan and what my expectation is. It's obviously not easy to be a coach, especially at a place with high expectations. That's true, Rick. It's not. But look, let's not feel sorry. For, the only way I feel sorry for a coach is if, um, you know, something similar to what Mike White went through, right, where – you know, allegedly, you know, attacking his family. You know, no coach deserves that. There's not a coach walking the planet that deserves that from any fan. If you want to criticize the coach, you stink, you can't coach, we don't want you here, that's fine. That's fine. But, it's, but again, you, 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 when you go past that line, no, I, I don't like that. 
Uh, and uh, Bob is our final emailer. He said, uh, Steve, of all the moves made in the NFL, uh, which is the one that you think is going to have the biggest impact? Oh, God. Bob, I'm not avoiding the question. I mean, flip a coin, right? I, I will say this. Let, let, me, let me give you a different answer. If you said to me which teams have helped themselves the most, I like it when a team, let's take the, because my answer is the Bengals, okay? Joe Burrow was sacked 750 times this past year. I'm surprised the guy's upright, okay? Well, sometimes teams see that and still don't go out and address the need. The Bengals did. And they kept their core. So, yes, Buffalo improved themselves. The AFC West has gotten better. But I like what Cincinnati did because they went out and got help in an area that absolutely needed it. So, Cincinnati is my answer there. Our thanks today to LSU baseball coach Jay Johnson for being on with us live. Gators have LSU this weekend. Gators softball has Tennessee. Two good opponents, and we'll see how both teams will do when we talk about it on Monday. Thanks to Sam, Eli, for producing today. We thank you for listening. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll come back and talk about it all on Monday. And again, let me just remind you that uh, our basketball show, Hoop There It Is, will not air Monday. It'll air Tuesday at 11 a.m. It'll be our final Hoop There It Is with Mark for the year. So we hope you will join us. I'm Steve Russell. Thank you for listening. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WAUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.